Hello everyone and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 67. Before you give up on prayer, let me give you another way to think about prayer and God and unanswered prayer. Today we're going to be looking at one of Jesus' many teachings on prayer. Now, of course, many of us have questions about prayer, particularly unanswered prayer. Right? Why are some people healed and not others? How can it be that I pray for something for so long, nothing seems to change? Does it really make any difference at all? Why do I have to keep on waiting and waiting and nothing changes? These are common questions, particularly for people who are struggling with something long-term, like a long-term illness or a long-term difficult family situation that never really seems to get resolved. People that struggle with an unmet need or a, a prolonged conflict. These are the most challenging, I think, when something goes on year after year after year and you can't help but wonder, well, why isn't God helping me? Jesus addresses this topic today. Because, you know, his students, his disciples like us, they had many questions about prayer. And Jesus knows that they will face challenges in the future. He's actually only with them a very short time. He trains his students for three years. And Jesus' entire ministry was only three years long. So he knows that his time with his students is short. He knows that when he's no longer with them physically, I mean, he will be with them, but it's going to be in a completely different way. They're going to struggle with this. So Jesus addresses this time in our lives when we ask, when we pray, and then nothing seems to be happening. Because when that's our situation, we can begin to wonder all sorts of things, strange things. You know, like maybe I'm not good enough or maybe God doesn't care about my small, insignificant life or, you know, people can't help but try and figure out why their prayers seem to be ignored, right? Maybe, Maybe God isn't that involved. Well, this parable is told to a group of disciples, a group of students who are at the point in just giving up on prayer. They're losing heart. It's like they're world-weary. They're tired of it all. And our text is Luke 18, and the first verses is like the setup for the teaching. Jesus told a parable about their need to always pray and not lose heart. So there we have the reason for the parable that's coming. He's... He's teaching them the parable, or he's going to tell them the parable, so that they don't lose heart, because they're just on the edge of throwing in the towel. Now, what's interesting is that Jesus doesn't address the most obvious question about prayer, right? Most obvious question, why is nothing changing? The most obvious question, why are my prayers not being answered? Why isn't God answering me? Why am I waiting? 
why I'm in this state of discontent. I'm looking to you, just like you told me to. Nothing's happening. It's interesting. It's intriguing. It's worth noting that Jesus doesn't address the most obvious question about prayer. In fact, as I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, there are countless questions people have about God that Jesus doesn't spend a lot of time on. Like the, the age-old question, like, for example, why do people suffer? If God's good, why is there suffering in the world? You know, he touches on this subject briefly in Luke 13, but it's almost like, I mean, it's such, it's just, he just touches on it. And he goes off in another direction because it's almost like Jesus is indirectly saying you're asking the wrong questions. Your assumptions are wrong. You're coming at these dilemmas from a limited, faulty perspective. So let's just back up. And the same thing is true about unanswered prayer. It's almost like Jesus is saying, I'm not going to discuss that with you just now because you're wondering why your prayers aren't being answered. Your whole idea of prayer is wrong. It's faulty. Your assumptions are wrong. We need to back up. We need to get further back. We lose heart when nothing's changing. It's common. But he never, Jesus never sat down with his students and gave them long explanations as to why prayers apparently go unanswered or why they're delayed. But what he does, and he's done this more than once, he concentrates on who we're praying to. Jesus believed it was very important that we have a correct picture of God, that we know what kind of, kind of a God we're communicating with. Now, of course, Jesus is the one that gave us the, the metaphor of the good father. You know, God is like a good father, like a good parent. Um, you know, so we certainly learn about this uh, through the Lord's Prayer. But again, in this parable, which we're eventually getting to, um, Jesus spends a lot of time on, on the character of God. It's important, as far as Jesus is concerned, it's important to know what kind of a God you're talking to? What kind of God, for example, keeps you waiting? It's important to remember what God is like because if you don't know what God is like or if you've forgotten or you've just never known, you could well end up losing heart, which looks like, well, life is all up to me. It's up to me and I have to figure it out. So in this parable, Jesus reminds us of the character of God. Now we project all sorts of character, character traits onto God. Actually, maybe, maybe some of us don't project. Maybe some of us in our past were taught certain things about God that are just wrong and incorrect. Because an awful lot of adult uh, spiritual growth is about tweaking your understanding of God and correcting, really, your understanding of God. Um, 
Maybe some of us were taught that God isn't very approachable. Maybe some of us were taught that God is holy and God is good and you're not. So unless you get your act cleaned up, why would God ever listen to you? Maybe some of us were taught uh, you're a sinner. God's pure. God's holy. Why would God listen to you? Now, if you were, if that was your background, that might cause you some hesitancy to pour out your heart. Don't you think? Yeah, it would. So a lot of adult spiritual growth is about dropping teachings and understandings of God of the past that are just simply, they're not helpful and they're false. So as I was saying, we can project all sorts of character traits onto God. Like for example, if we had a stern unavailable father we can somehow think well God's probably like that right God's God's probably critical and judgmental or if we had an unavailable emotionally distant caregiver a parent in our young formative years somehow and I don't know why this is but we can easily grow up with the notion that God's there, but God's completely unavailable. God is so other, so impersonal. I mean, who am I that God would care about me? Or if we were overparented and we had a, some, a somewhat enmeshed, smothering caregiver, then the last thing you really want is a hovering God intruding upon your private space. So we have all of these different ideas about God and so much of Jesus' teaching focuses on correcting or challenging our ideas about who God is and what God is like. So in this parable, we learn about God's character. It's almost like Jesus is saying, look, before I can even give you any teaching on prayer, you need to understand what kind of a God you're talking to. And the parable begins with a judge. It's a story of a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. So there's the first line. This is a parable about a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. So there's our clue right at the beginning that the judge does not represent God. So, because it's a story about a mean, corrupt judge. And it's a story about this corrupt judge and this poor widow. The judge is powerful, he's mean, she's poor, she's vulnerable. Remember, remember 2,000 years ago, in Jesus' day, the widow in the New Testament, and the Old Testament too, for that matter, epitomizes the most needy in society, right? She's, she's, a, she's female, it's a patriarchal culture. She has no one to look after her. So the hero of this parable is the widow. So remember, 2,000 years ago, women had no rights at all. Unmarried women couldn't leave the home of their father. Married women couldn't leave the home of their husband. They had no authority. They couldn't testify in a court. Uh, they couldn't appear in public venues alone. 
Uh, they couldn't talk to strangers. They had to be doubly veiled before they left their house. So the fact that she's uh, the hero, because she ends up pleading with this just this uh, judge for justice, that would be an amusing thing to the first listeners. It's not particularly meaningful to us because we don't really uh, completely understand how unusual it would be for a woman to go to a judge nowadays. But 2,000 years ago, the first listeners, they would be bemused by this. This is about this widow who starts to plead with a, uh, a judge for justice. That would be a very odd thing. The corrupt judge has no interest in her at all, but she's very persistent. She wants justice, and she keeps on asking, and she keeps on pleading, and she keeps on pestering him, and eventually this corrupt judge gives up and says, okay, 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 I'll give you justice. I'll give you what you want. And basically she just wears him down with her persistence. And the parable ends with the, the judge giving in and giving her justice, giving her what she wanted. Now, the point of the parable. <laughs> Let me tell you what the point isn't. God, God is not like the mean, corrupt judge that needs to be pestered to do the right thing. It's actually the opposite, Jesus is saying. If this cold-blooded, hard-hearted, merciless judge eventually did the right thing, surely, surely, surely you have to believe that your gracious, loving, good God will do what is right. Because God isn't like that corrupt judge that needed to be nagged into doing the right thing. God doesn't need to be nagged into doing the right thing. So it's like, okay, well, why are my hopes and my prayers not answered? Well, the parable is saying, I'll tell you this, Jesus is saying, it's nothing to do with this. It's not because God doesn't care. It is not because God doesn't hear, Jesus says in verse 7. Will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? In other words, God's going to do the right thing. And then Jesus ends with this question. When the Son of Man comes, that was what he called himself, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? It's like when the delay is long, you're not going to give up, are you? When the delay is long, when things aren't going the way you want them to go, you're not going to give up, are you? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? On earth? Yeah. There's a professor at Luther in St. Paul, actually my alma mater, Luther at St. Paul. Eugene Kreider says, prayer, this is an interesting line, prayer doesn't necessarily change things. Yeah, it's worth thinking about. The good of prayer is not dependent on the outcome. The good of prayer is not dependent on the outcome. It's worth considering because it's the idea that prayer, Eugene Crider says, prayer 
does not necessarily change things, but one continues to pray, and in the act of prayer itself, something is given to the one who prays. See? Maybe nothing, maybe nothing changes externally when you pray. Right? Maybe the situation gets worse. What changes is us. Prayer changes us. The good of prayer is not dependent on the outcome. Really, really important. The good of prayer isn't dependent on the outcome. That is a setup for disappointment and disillusionment. If you think that, you know, when we see, when we have a specific goal in sight and it has to look at, you know, we simply, it simply has to be a particular way and it's in a, in a particular time frame, it's a setup for losing heart. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed soul weariness, which is actually the point of this parable. Jesus is saying, look, I'm going to give you a parable about prayer I'm going to give you a parable about God so that you don't lose heart. Because you're really thinking about life the wrong way, you're thinking about God the wrong way, and you're thinking about prayer the wrong way. And if you keep on thinking about things in the wrong way, you're going to get so weary, and you're going to give up. And you're going to go off on your own, and you're going to throw the towel in. Soul weariness. You know, if it has to, if my prayers have to turn out a particular way and God has to follow my to-do list, no, it's not just not going to work, Jesus is saying. Prayer, prayer is not giving God a to-do list so that our problems can be solved quickly. Prayer is talking with God. Prayer is staying connected to God no matter what the outcome. Now remember, uh, Saint Paul, one of the Saint Paul was the Paul was actually the one that wrote three quarters of the New Testament. So he was a big deal in the New Testament times at the beginning of the church. Uh, Paul didn't get what he wanted when he prayed. There's a whole section in the book of Romans, which was one of the books, one of the letters that he wrote, that he speaks about the thorn in his side. And his prayer went, basically, he's got this problem and he prays and he prays and he prays and the prayer went unanswered. So he, Paul ends up saying, well, okay, even if I keep this problem, even if I keep this thorn forever, I'm still looking to you, God, because I have to keep trusting in you. And by God's grace, I'll be okay and I'll get through this. And that really is the, the strength of faithful prayer. That's really the outcome of faithful, persistent prayer. It puts you in a position eventually that you end up saying, you know, whatever happens, it's going to be okay. What, whatever happens will be okay. Because prayer changes us. It keeps us open. It keeps us less cynical. It keeps us less despondent. Because I'm connecting with God and I'm talking to God. I'm, st I'm, I'm still looking to God, even if the answer's no. It's just like the hero in the, in the parable. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep 
looking to God no matter what. So there's a persistence here. There's a persistence that Jesus is uh, pointing out in this parable. She's persistent. She doesn't give up. She keeps on asking. That's good. Persistence is good. Um, it's giving up that's, that's deadly in a way, right? Because if I'm persistent, even if I'm on the wrong track, at least if, I, if I'm talking, if I'm communicating, if I'm still hanging on in there, God can change my direction. Maybe God's timing's quite different from mine. Well, there's a good chance that's true, right? Uh, maybe I'm off track completely in asking what I'm asking for. That's entirely possible, right? But if I stay connected, if I'm still in relationship, God can guide me and show me where I've gone wrong. God can give me a push in the other direction. But if I break relationship, then forward movement becomes much more difficult. I mean, it's exactly the same with a relationship with a person. Where there's no communication, things fall apart very, very quickly, right? If you're not talking to someone, then things fall apart very, very quickly because you're sort of on your own trying to figure it out. Same, same thing is, is true with our relationship with God. So the hero in this parable models this insistent dogged, relentless pursuing. And Jesus actually admires this tenacity. And he has done in more than one uh, teaching. This, this tenacity, I'm hanging on. I mean, at least she's got some passion, right? She has some passion about her. There's no apathy here. She has some determination. And I think we need that, don't we? I think we do. I think we need that to live in this world. Uh, we need that tenacity that isn't easily put off. Yeah, there's, there's the heart cry. Yes, I want to learn from her. I want to learn from this widow. Help me to keep going. Help me to stay strong, God. Help me to not give up and lose heart. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.